Southern Miss hosting Tennessee in the Super Regional. It's Locked On Sunbelt. You are Locked On Sunbelt, your daily podcast on the Sunbelt Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome back to another edition of Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day. I'm your host, Dave Schultz. Today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash college, and when you enter promo code college, they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti-style tumbler with every order. It'll look something along the lines of this. Uh, all right, great show for you today. Uh, we have Scott Watkins on from the Sun-Herald, always a good uh, information guy to have on when we're talking Southern Miss. The Golden Eagles do get to host the Super Regional. And as we all knew was going to happen, the rational and level-headed Tennessee Volunteer fans were going to be that way and take it as a challenge. That's not exactly what has happened. So we talk about that as well. All right, so we uh, talk about the Regional a little bit with Scott Watkins and how Southern Miss bounced back from losing their opening game. Uh, We talked Justin Storm, who's been outstanding. One little slip up that actually caused them to lose their first game in the regional, but he certainly bounced back. Uh, We talked pitching for Southern Miss uh, this weekend, who is expected to go after Tanner Hall, presuming he's going game one. Uh, And then this whole Twitter mess between Southern Miss and Vols Nation that has been nothing short of entertaining. So let's get to it. Uh, He is the... Southern Miss beat writer for the Sun-Herald. He is Scott Watkins on Locked On Sunbelt. Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. Southern Miss hosting the Super Regional. They get the Tennessee Volunteers in Hattiesburg. We welcome in our buddy from the Sun-Herald covering Southern Miss. He is Scott Watkins, all bundled up. Are we a little chilly in Mississippi? What's going on there? My office is cold all the time. time. (laughs) Don't you control that? uh, Yeah, but I'm directly underneath the vent. Got it. So. <laughs> all right. Oh, life is about making the adjustments, and he's made the adjustments. All right. Uh, all right. So before we get into this, let's do a little bit more recap uh, about the weekend, because that was not quite as easy as Southern Miss was hoping for, although they did end up playing Stanford and Penn to advance. They do knock out Auburn. You know, what happened? It was amazing, because really the last two weeks has been the Justin Storm story, right? He pitched so well in the championship game in the Sun Belt series. Uh, and then he gives up a two-run home run. And then another five shutout innings. I mean, he was he was he's really been very good over the last uh couple weeks. Yeah, he is really, really bearing down. I remember when the year first began, he kind of got off to a, a little bit of a rough start. He had a few games against Liberty, Illinois, Mississippi State that just it, it didn't seem like the Justin Storm that we were expecting. And just like almost the rest of the team, as the year went on, as the weather picked up, he picked up and had that five and two thirds against Louisiana. And then that five and two thirds, 10 strikeouts against Pennsylvania. Jeez. Unreal. Just an unreal performance. He's locked in, uh, which I feel like is an understatement at this point. I mean, he's a guy who in a best two out of three series is going to be so, so valuable. Well, so let's talk about that. They come up short. He gives up the two-run home run uh, to open up the regional. And I, what was the attitude to the team uh, at that point in time? Because obviously, uh, you know, they're faced with the idea that we're now – we have to play five games. 
right? We still have to win three. That doesn't change. But now we have to go through this, and we'll have to win five games and beat somebody twice. Uh, what was the attitude of the team after they lost the opening game? Well, it's, not, it's nothing that they hadn't been through before. Um, this is a very old team, a very experienced team, especially the lineup. Um, and then Tanner Hall's been here. Uh, Justin Storm has been here. This is what happened last year. They fell behind in their own regional and had to pull out of that, had to beat LSU a couple times. I don't think there was any panic. That I don't think there was ever any type of uh, sense of anxiety, sense of urgency. With Southern Miss, it's very much a, we have a job, and we know how to do that job. There's not a lot of baseball, I think, that kind of goes into it. Um, I think it's just a lot of mentality. I think it's a lot of just Scott Berry's level-headedness. It's just the way that this group is able to so quickly forget about what has happened. Uh, you know, little Ted Lasso, we're a goldfish thing going on at, at Southern Miss. So they, I saw it at the Sunbelt Tournament. They lost a tough one to App State. They come out a few hours later for, for pregame the next game. They're laughing. They're joking around. They're tossing the football. The body language is different. They're, they're, they don't look like a team on edge. They don't look like a team that's about to get bounced from the tournament. They look loose. And then they go out and mercy rule App State. Right. Southern Miss has been here. And Southern Miss is, is not really worried about these uh, elimination settings. They've now won seven consecutive games when facing elimination in a regional mm. setting. Yeah, that's pretty good. We're talking with Scott Watkins from the Sun-Herald covering Southern Miss. It is locked on Sunbelt, your team every day. I'm your host, Dave Schultz. Uh, all right, so then they end up winning, right? They come down, they, uh, they, they take out Penn, I guess, a second time. Uh, and they win it. And then what's that feeling like? A relief? Are they thrilled? And they got to wait to find out whether they're hosting the regional or not. Was there any leakage that maybe they heard they were hosting? Or how, what was that night like for Southern Miss and, and the, the idea that, uh, you know, following winning the regional? I don't know what they may have heard that night. Um, I can tell you that I may have heard that night that uh, Southern Miss was going to host. Um, and then it kind of picked up that morning. I heard it again somewhere else. And so it wasn't really a shock. I think that I can't tell you for sure. You know, I didn't talk to Southern Miss players in this window. I didn't talk to coaches. Um, I don't think that there was any. I don't know how to say this. I think people would have been surprised within the program if the Supers was in Knoxville. I guess. Well, that's, based on, that's based on what is that based on what uh, they knew or their thought if it's a choice there are a lot of things that are that make me like if i were on the committee i would lean towards southern miss as well um okay. as far as if you, want, if you want to sell tickets you got to go to southern miss that's where the bigger stadium is that's where you're gonna have the most people that's where you're gonna have the most eyeballs in the building um the metrics as far as who's better than who, uh, it's, it, it's fairly even, but Southern Miss has been playing on fire lately. Tennessee kind of has it. They, they similar to Southern Miss, kind of sputtered out of their regional, um, and they were terrible in the, in the SEC tournament. I, actually, I don't think they did anything in the SEC tournament. I don't mm -hmm. think they made it out of the first day. Um, Southern Miss is red hot right now. They're one of the hottest teams in the country. Uh, it, it just kind of made sense. And on a completely unrelated note, the air quality in Knoxville is god awful right now. Right. So I don't know out. if I don't know if that was a part of the decision or not, but it feels like it could have been. 
especially now that people are actually postponing games in New York sure. and stuff. Right. So I don't know. I can't tell yeah, you if that was part of the decision. Yeah, that that I don't know if they saw that coming. Uh, but yeah, the 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 smoke from the Canadian wildfires are hitting the Northeast and certainly uh, Philadelphia, and you know where it goes next, it could land on top of Knoxville. Uh, we're talking with Scott Watkins, locked on Sunbelt, your team every day. He is from uh, the Sun Herald. Speaking of tickets, and we've had Scott Barry on, and how much the effect of winning last year's regional and hosting the super regional is that all the season, all the tickets were sold out for the regular season from day one. What do what do volunteer fans do? For season tickets, or, or for tickets for this super regional, are there were there any available for family members? How, how, do they have to give them an allotment for uh, for the volunteers? How does that work uh, if you're traveling from Knoxville to Hattiesburg? So Southern Miss had to sell at least a limited number of tickets. Mm. I believe it put up a total of 100 general admission tickets. Oh. That was. That was the total. Other than that, it's all aftermarket, StubHub, SeatGeek. And for Saturday, Sunday, those games, the one ticket starts at about $420. Right. So it is it is a very, very difficult ticket to get. So good well, luck, Tennessee. I mean, Scott, I mean, Southern Miss is missing a great possibility. What a promotional content they could have done, right? They could have put tickets around – town and oh i don't know a candy bar as if that's ever been done anywhere and maybe a movie would have been made out of it right they could have put these golden tickets literally these golden eagle tickets in like happy meals or something something like that right <laughs> that is a great idea actually that they should have done that I, you need to let them know that so they could do it next year just like 10 it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be like 300 but it has to be like five pairs or something like that right how great would that have been mm -hmm. right every day someone wins a new you know someone wins a pair of tickets to see this uh, this matchup like you said uh you know it's going to be i can't imagine you know southern miss fans it's I mean, they are used to this for a year, but not too many season ticket holders are going to be giving are going to be selling their tickets. They will find somebody if something comes up to, uh, you know, to, to make sure they they give their tickets to another Southern Miss uh, group. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's definitely been the vibe that I've gotten from uh, some Southern Miss fans on social. Uh, a few have made it onto the aftermarket, but not very many, uh, just a very limited amount. So, yeah, these tickets are being held on to. Yeah, I got to figure if they were made on aftermarket, someone bought them on general admission and they're trying to sell them from that. All right, let's take a timeout. When we come back, we'll talk pitching matchups with Scott Watkins, what the Golden Eagles pitching plans will be against the Tennessee Volunteers in the Super Regional. But first, let me tell you a little bit about bird dogs. Love my bird dogs. Shorts make me look really good. They're very comfortable. I can go golfing. I can hang out with my buddies. I can even use them and wear them when I'm going out on a date. Bird dogs make you look good. Their stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the slot, through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. They fit way better than regular shorts that are made of stiff and restricting cotton. All right. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on and enter promo code locked on college. For your free Yeti style tumbler right here. That's birddogs.com slash lockdown college for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't 
want to take your bird dogs off, we promise you. All right, let's make sure we get the picture. Let's see, there we go. All right, I love my love my tumbler. Cool, and he. I don't understand on how the tumblers keep the cold drinks cold and keep the hot drinks hot. I don't get it. All right, David Schultz, locked on Sunbelt, your team uh, every day. Let's get back to Scott Watkins as we talk pitching this weekend for the Southern Miss Golden Eagles. All right, we're talking with Scott Watkins, locked on Sunbelt. Uh, all right, let's talk about a little uh, Tanner Hall. Uh, were you surprised? And what was the plan for him when he did come out to pitch on Monday? He only made, he only lasted two innings, uh, gave up two unearned runs. I know, you know, I think there was a play that if made, he wouldn't have given up any. Uh, but he pitched thirty pitches. What was the plan for him going into the game? Because I'm not even sure he made ten pitches in the first inning. Yes, the plan was six to nine outs. They wanted to get through the first two to three innings with Tanner. Uh, and they would have done that very smoothly if not for just a, a misfire at first base with two outs in that inning. And so that was that was a brutal, brutal way for Hall's outing to go, I think, but it ended up not mattering too much. But uh, that was the plan. Uh, was it too surprising? I, I, I think him starting may have been a little bit of a surprise. I was expecting him to be available for – Middle of the game, you know, maybe end of end of the game, uh, just stopper stuff, right? Uh, but I can understand they wanted to come out there and set the tone right away, and I think that he did set the tone. Uh, you know, those runs were unearned. It was a trio of hits right after that error. Uh, all of them were ground balls that snuck through the infield. So I think that he did do a good job. He just got a little bit unlucky there up front. So again, I'm more of a pro guy when it comes to this. You know, these guys get four days off in professional baseball. And so it's like, you know, you long toss and then your throw day is usually day three and then you rest day four and you go, uh, when do they throw? I presume they throw a couple of bullpens when you're going on six days rest. So it was technically Monday, a throw day, right? That would have been Saturday and Sunday. He would have had off. Yeah, maybe so. I, I personally have no idea what their in-between game plans uh, were. Uh, the college game, once you get to – to postseason play, it's it feels like the plans kind of just get tossed out the window because you never actually know. Uh, you can have a plan for the last game. You can have a plan for the first game, maybe the second game. Once you start to get in the middle of that and, and wrenches are thrown into your process uh, just, just by baseball being baseball, I think everything just kind of goes out the window. Guys want to throw. Uh, just doesn't matter how hard, how bad their arm hurts, how tired they are. They want to go out there and compete. and College coaches, they're going to let him. And so that's just how it goes, I guess. Do you think – I mean, he's not – right? I mean, Tanner Hall's really good. Paul Skeens is on a different level from LSU and throws it much harder, whereas uh, Tanner Hall more Greg Maddox-esque uh, with the, you know, high 80s fastball and, and the outstanding break of all and, you know, immaculate changeup. Do you think maybe that's a little bit easier to recover from? I think so. In fact, in that Monday game, he threw a lot of changeups. It was a, it was a changeup heavy day for him. So I don't think that he was actually giving a, a ton of uh, I don't want to say effort, but maybe not a, a ton of uh, uh, strength intensive uh, throws. Um, just dotting up his changes. Um, the breaking ball was in there. I think we saw a couple of sinkers, but mostly just changeups. Talking to Scott Watkins from the Sun Herald, Lockdown Sun Belt, your team every day. We're talking Southern Miss and Tennessee. Super regional. All right, pitching matchups. What is, is Scott Barry going to stick around with it? He was actually 
I don't say I don't think he was being sneaky about it, but he wanted to see what the matchups were. He sort of held back on announcing Tanner Hall uh, earlier, uh, although he admitted. I mean, he usually says I, uh, you know, I always go with my ace first game. I don't usually mess around, but he wanted to check things out. I presume Tanner Hall is also going to pitch game one. Who do you expect to follow after him? Oh man, it it may be it may be Billy Oldham. Um, I really don't know who the number two guy is going to be. I think a sneaky guy in all of this, who might get a start this weekend. This is a this is a dark horse, kind of the long shot. But the way that sophomore Will Armistead has been throwing, uh, it's going to be hard to keep him on the bench this weekend because he has come out of absolutely nowhere and uh, has has just kind of taken over, not taken over, but just been that piece that seems Southern Miss always seems to have in these postseason settings that this this arm that just kind of comes out of nowhere and, and has two or three outings that are just completely shut down. Um, I would expect to see him this weekend. Otherwise, uh, Billy Oldham, Tanner Hall, maybe Nico Mazza. Mazza's usually he's been the third guy lately, and uh, they've used him a couple times to bridge Mazza to uh, Storm. Justin Storm. Yeah. yeah. And so that's that they might bring that plan back for the uh, third time this postseason. It would be a pretty good one. It's worth the first couple of times. But I, I'd expect Tanner, Billy, and then uh, maybe Nico to storm. And then Will Armistead, I think, is going to – you're going to see him after Billy Oldham. Ma, yeah, Mazda could be the opener. Hey, hey, just get us through three, and Justin will come in and take care of the rest. Right? Don't Just yeah. let it all hang out. Yeah, absolutely. And, of course, Cross Sibley's in there. He was the uh, the just the elite stopper for the first seventy five percent of the year, and he's still he's been really good. Um, I would expect to see him in there as well, maybe after Tanner if Tanner doesn't go the full nine. Uh, but uh, yeah, that I think in, in a two out of three series, you know, I think they're pushed to the limit in the Sun Belt tournament in the, in the regionals, but in the supers, this what yeah. what Scott Barry's put together, what Christian Austrian has put together, it's built for this kind of setting. It is amazing on how that kind of switches, right, from a, a, a Sun Belt Conference tournament takes a lot out of you. If you have to play five games in a regional, that takes a lot out of you. Everybody should have enough pitching for three games in a Super Regional. And then you go to the College World Series, and usually it's who has pitching left that gets you yeah. to where you want to go to in that yeah. final championship. Absolutely. So it is kind of, it is kind of a, an odd, uh, curvy, wavy, uh, winding road uh, for that. Uh, we're talking with Scott Watkins from the Sun-Herald, Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day. Before we get to what has been the, really the topic of the week on Twitter, at least one of them, because I don't know when Hattiesburg or Applebee's has been trending, uh, can we talk about the legend that is Danny Lynch? Can, wh- wh- where, where did this legend start? How did it How did he get going? Uh, because every time I see Southern Miss playing, uh, he basically hits a home run. Yeah, I, I think the legend started before me before I got here, oh. <laughs> uh, I, I think it was a home run against Louisiana back uh, when Southern Miss was in conference USA. Um, and it was, it was a big, big home run robbery game. Maybe the game where I'm honestly not sure. Don't quote me. There's better people okay. to ask about the, the legend of Danny Lynch, but ever since I've been here watching this guy and the, the year that he's had this year, man, it's, it's just incredible. Last year uh, he took a bit of a dip in production. He's not really a, a draftable guy. Uh, he's not somebody that's that's gonna go on to the, to the major. He's actually gonna be on staff at Southern Miss next year. So uh, he's for him to come out his senior year, improve, get better, uh, be an all Sun Belt player, just amazing. And, and 
to see the clutch gene just come out of him again here in the postseason and, and at the end of the year against Louisiana, it's been a sight to behold. Let me tell you, Danny Lynch is, I think the, it's hard, it's hard to like point at one guy as like the fan favorite in Hattiesburg because there's so many likable players on this roster, like uh, Rodrigo Montenegro, but Danny Lynch. Yeah. He's, he might be that guy. Where's Montenegro from? Guatemala city, Guatemala. If he's in, if he makes professional baseball, there's not many of those playing. He, he could be one of the first ones. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah, uh, yeah. I remember him playing uh, in in the Baton Rouge regional uh, a couple of years ago. Um, all right, one more time out. When we come back, we'll talk about the Twitter beef that Southern Miss and Tennessee has had this week, as the Super Regional was announced to be in Hattiesburg. Thanks so much for tuning in to Lockdown Sunbelt. Really appreciate it. The channel continues uh, to grow. And again, do appreciate the Southern Miss uh, fan base because it is uh, different than a lot of the other fan bases in the Sunbelt that have Power 5 schools in their state. And yet it just feels like Southern, uh, Southern Miss has their own fan base. And again, this the channel continues to grow. Uh, yeah, we've gotten a bunch of subscribers here in the last couple of days. So, and the videos that featured Southern Miss do grow exponentially. Uh, so, appreciate that. Uh, so, please, if you see it on YouTube, like it, share it. If you see it on uh, Facebook or Twitter, also like it and uh, share it, retweet it. Uh, you can also, don't forget, also for the audio podcasts, uh, you can find them anywhere. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon, iHeart. And if you're an Apple Podcast, if you could rate and review the podcast, it would be a big help. All right, let's wrap things up. Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day. Scott Watkins talks about the Twitter beef between the Golden Eagle fans and Vols Nation. All right, let's talk. Well, let's wrap this up with Scott Watkins, a Lockdown Sunbelt from the Sun Herald. It's uh, your team every day. Uh, Twitter has been on fire since Monday morning. All right. We all knew the rational Vols Nation Twitterverse would be, you know, calm, cool, accept the fait accompli uh, when Southern Miss, and I'll be honest with you, I was surprised. I was also surprised uh, to find out that, you know, they, their stadium is bigger than on Knoxville, than, than Tennessee's. I was shocked at that. So they drew more than uh, – than, uh, they drew more, Southern Miss drew more in the Super Regional than Tennessee did in their Super Regional against Notre Dame. But, boy, they came Twitter blazing. What, what has been your reaction to, again, I don't know if Hattiesburg has ever been trending, uh, and I certainly don't know the last time Applebee's has been trending. I, this has been fascinating over the last, you know, we're on day four of this by now. It has been absolutely hilarious and quite entertaining yeah this is the most popular applebee's has been since uh fancy light came out um <laughs> it's been it's been so entertaining to be honest because i can understand the uh anger that tennessee fans uh could have from their uh massive sec castle that they reside with within where they feel like everything is supposed to be brought to them because everything is brought to them sure they kind of cycle through some things. They they start with the metrics. Who's the better team? We're the better team. Uh, but the metrics don't really 
clearly show that. Um, so they, they cycle to what they perceive a South Mississippi city to be like. And that is when the ignorance begins to just, just really show itself because I, I can, I can understand it. I, when I, well, before I came to Hattiesburg, I didn't know anything about Hattiesburg. I didn't think much of it. And it's a town in South Mississippi it is, it is such a nice place. And the, the food, the food is the big thing in Hattiesburg. There's so much food in Hattiesburg, so much right. local food in Hattiesburg that is so good. So when Tennessee fans, somehow stumble upon the fact that there used to be an Applebee's in Hattiesburg and that it's no longer there. And they decide that this is the economic measuring stick that they need right. to pound, to poke a hole in, in the city of Hattiesburg. They, they jump on it. That's when it exploded. That's when it exploded. There's, there's just a lack of understanding that the people of Hattiesburg enjoy uh, real food and not that chain garbage that comes through. The chains that are in Hattiesburg are the great chains. There's a cookout. There's a Raising Cane's. In fact, where the Applebee's used to be is the world's largest Raising Cane's now. It's the, mm. the, city, the city doesn't need Applebee's. And the people of Hattiesburg, the, the people of Southern Miss Twitter, they've just had a field day with Tennessee at, at this point. Um, Isn't there a good been, hamburger joint? There, there's like a, a hamburger joint. It's not cookout, but it's across the street from the football stadium. There's probably several. Okay, I thought I thought there was one specific one. Uh, yeah, that I, was I, I can't name it off the top of my head. Okay. I don't spend enough, uh, I guess, outside of work time in Hattiesburg. Right. Whenever I right. do eat, I go to uh, here's a plug. I go to T Bones. Uh, it's a little record cafe shop with uh, live music. Sometimes really nice vibe. They have a sandwich there called the Evil Twin. It is my absolute favorite. I get the All large right. one. It's massive. Uh, it's that is a great great place. And I'll, I'll throw in another plug: the Midtowner. That's the best breakfast you're going to have right there. Tennessee fans, you're watching this, go to the Midtowner. That is, that is some good stuff. All right. So, yeah, it's been a lot of fun uh, watching it. You can see that some of the Tennessee fans are uh, tongue-in-cheek, others not so much. And, of course, the Southern Miss fans are just are just enjoying trolling uh, volunteer fans throughout there. You know, they are not taking this personally at all to bring it on. But there's nothing to bring. <laughs> there's there's absolutely nothing there. There's this some kind of the, of smoke that Tennessee feels like they are bringing, but um, I haven't seen any yet. No. All right, Scott Watkins, a lock uh, from uh, the Sun Herald. We're on lockdown. Uh, Sun Belt, your team every day. What else are you writing about as uh, Southern Miss gets ready to host the regional? Yeah, I just wrote about a crawfish po' boy that I ate today. So be on, <laughs> be on the lookout for that review. Is that being serious? That, yeah, man. It was, it was a great boy. <laughs> That's fantastic. That's fantastic. All right. Uh, he is Scott Watkins from the Sun Herald. I uh, appreciate your time, Scott. Always, uh, always do. Uh, and uh, enjoy the baseball. It should be a lot of fun. I think you need to go to wherever they're having the watch party because, again, I'm sure the uh, Southern Miss and volunteer fans will watch baseball in harmony. Uh, yeah, absolutely. For sure. Anytime, Dave. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Scott.